yeah, it's not a bunch of like sunlight we get directly around this time, but even a cloudy day is 10 times brighter than indoor lighting. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vibing Out with Texany. I'm your host, Texany, a.k.a. Mr. World Vibe. And what we have here is a community to give local voices a public platform of shared ideas, knowledge, and perspectives. So welcome back to the off-season, episode 116, Optimizing Your Circadian Rhythm. Now, this is a body-focused episode, and if you've been here long enough in the off-season, you know that we do three episodes a week, mind, body, and soul, three different areas of sustainable growth that we are focusing on. And you know me, I love sustainable growth. It's important because in life, we take steps forward, but we always have to take steps backwards. Things happen. COVID-19 happened and it's still happening. We have to take steps backwards on our goals and our growth and our leveling up process. But we want to have structures, tools, methods in place to help us always be moving forward. And in this episode, this body-related episode, understanding the circadian rhythm, something all of us have, understanding that and then learning how to optimize it for our better health is going to be very important for us going forward. And so I want to talk about what the circadian rhythm is. I think it's something we all hear about, but often we don't know how crucial it is. Okay, it's so crucial to basically every marker of our health. And I also want to talk about it because if you if you are in Ontario or basically anywhere around North America, we do daylight savings and around here it goes from being dark around 8 or 9 p.m. to being dark at like 5. So we get such less sunlight per day and it really messes with people because we get tired earlier, people are less motivated because there's less sunlight. So I think even for me personally, it does mess with my motivation, my energy levels when there's less sunlight around and then winter comes and it's cold and a lot of people get a seasonal affective disorder and it's real. People have this problem um, a lot of the time and especially here where it gets cold and it gets dark. This is something that people really struggle with. I know people in my life who struggle with this too. So basically, if we learn about the circadian rhythm, we learn how to harness it for our better mint we will make it through the winter we will make it through our growth journeys and the body is such an important place to focus because this is where you're going to see results right away i notice a lot of people flock towards these body related episodes i get a lot of downloads in these and it makes sense because when you make improvements in your body you're going to see that growth first right and i and i do growth coaching i'm a holistic growth coach and i'm so blessed to have three clients that I'm just putting through a program I've built and I'm going to be just they're kind of like trial clients for my coaching program so when I finish with these clients I'll be coaching whoever is interested and it'll be like an official business for me but what I wanted to say was for these clients I know that they're going to appreciate the growth in the body first 
as anybody would. You want to see your results. And so I'm so happy to be giving these body episodes. You're going to like this episode. I promise you're going to learn something about your circadian rhythm in this one. So if you do, if you learn anything, if you enjoy it, if you think someone you know will enjoy it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this episode with someone you think would benefit from it. So without any further ado, let's get started. What is the circadian rhythm? Well, to be pretty straight up, I mean, we we always think about it as the body clock, and it really is. It's our built-in 24-hour clock, and it's designed to release specific hormones. This does everything from controlling our digestion, immune system, blood pressure, fat utilization, appetite, mental energy, and more. And I actually have a link from the Sleep Foundation organization, so I'm going to read from here. This is very interesting. Uh, It says circadian rhythms influence mental health as well, including the risk of psychiatric illnesses like depression and bipolar disorder, as well as the potential for neurodegenerative diseases like dementia. So there we go. I was talking about seasonal affective disorder and how that relates to circadian rhythm. And there it is. Right. So very important to learn about. We're going to get into this. And I've already talked about why it's important to learn about these things. Daylight savings and our lifestyle really, really Nowadays goes against the circadian rhythm. When you think about hustle culture and how we're up later than ever and we're er, we're up later, maybe we get up late, maybe we don't get up early enough, but our day is just so crazy sometimes. We drink a bunch of caffeine, so our body's just re-waking up again and again. There's a lot of things in this lifestyle that really goes against a natural rhythm. You know? So I want to talk about how to optimize it because this is going to help us all. And I, I even learned so much just from making this episode for y'all. So let's get into six ways to optimize your circadian rhythm for a better overall physical health. You know what I mean? Number one, know yourself. As Drake once said, know yourself. And what I mean is find your personal rhythm. I know the circadian rhythm is pretty standard for all of us, but To be honest, some of us are better in the mornings for productivity. Some of us do get more creative at night. But the most important thing is consistency and routine. So find what works for you and try to maintain the same schedule of like waking up and sleeping. So if you're an early bird like I am, I like to get up 5.30 a.m. That's like my my favorite time and my body naturally wakes up before my alarm, like a few minutes before my alarm, if I'm waking up at the same time all week. So yeah, find when you're the most productive. When you get to, when you like to get work done or work out or do chores or household tasks, when you're the most productive, make sure you're awake for that time. But also make sure you get a full sleep. And like I said, it has to be consistent. So your body is used to it. Number two is timely exposure to light. This is a big one. So you might not know this, but more exposure to light in the morning is very important. This increases our serotonin levels. So I remember I talked earlier about how the circadian rhythm is very influential with our hormones. Well, serotonin is definitely the happiness hormone. Forget what you heard about dopamine. I don't care if dopamine is the feel good. It's not really a feel good hormone. It's just a reward and motivation hormone serotonin this one is so important for our happiness and so if you get more exposure to natural light 
closer to when you wake up, that's going to increase your serotonin levels for the whole day. So you'll be more happy and joyful by getting more sunlight in the morning. Now, because it's because the blue light in the sky, this actually suppresses our melatonin. So it actually makes us feel awake. So any light from the sky will increase your wake, like awakeness and it'll get you up and, and at it, right? Now, as I record this, it's about to be December and yeah, it's not a bunch of like sunlight we get directly around this time, but even a cloudy day is 10 times brighter than indoor lighting. Let me say that again, a cloudy day. So a big, so a snowy day where there's like no sunlight peeking through the clouds, it barely feels like a bright day. This is still 10 times brighter than if you're in your office at work and you have all the lights on, all the um, artificial lights on. So that's to say, spend time, as much as time as you can, especially in the morning, outdoors. If you're at work and there's windows, make sure the blinds are open. Get that natural sunlight as much as you can, especially in the morning time or when it's daytime out. Now, when it comes to nighttime, you want to decrease your exposure to blue light, to all light, actually. I mean, obviously the sun sets, which is great. That's that's perfect. That's why we get tired at night, because the sun sets. So the less exposure we have to blue light or any natural lights, the more melatonin suppressed. And oppositely, if we are getting exposure to light or blue light from our phones, screens, TV, this is gonna reduce and suppress the melatonin. So it's gonna take us longer to fall asleep. And so, I mean, just make sure you're trying to be away from your phone or your screens, maybe like 30 minutes to an hour before bed. Try to use blue blocking glasses or your night shift mode on your phone or computer. These sort of things help. You, you'll notice over time they'll help. And again, it's just routine consistency will make sure your built-in clock knows what you're doing. So yeah, try to make sure you get timely exposure to light. More in the morning, less at night, less before you go to sleep. Number three, timely eating. Obviously, we eat at all different times, times of the day. But again, same thing. Try to be consistent with your eating. And here's something that is really interesting. You want to eat more earlier, especially the majority of your fats. So yes, eat more in the beginning half of your day. This will also lead to increased energy because when you eat food, you get energy once you've digested the food. So eating more food in the morning will give you energy for the day. And it also aids with weight loss. And one concept was so amazing. I learned this a few months ago from my friend, Chris Araya. He wrote a book called The Blueprint to Recovery. Amazing book. He talked about food in that book. We actually did a podcast together, so check it out. It's in season two. It's called Blueprint to Recovery. But in this book, there was one thing I cannot forget, and it has to do with timely eating. It was in the part called Food Timing, naturally. He talked about the same concept I'm talking about, eating more earlier. He broke it down to when you should eat your calories. 50% of your calories should come from your breakfast. So whenever you eat breakfast and you break your fast of the day, try to eat 50% of all the calories you'll be eating in the day. So for me, I eat roughly 3,000 calories a day. I would eat 1,500 in the morning for breakfast. Then eat 35% of your calories for lunch and 15% for dinner. So that'll add up to 100% of your calories all day. 
So yeah, timely eating means eating more earlier. And also no caffeine, eight to 12 hours before bed. Okay, so like caffeine has a quarter life of eight to 12 hours, which means eight to 12 hours after you've drank your coffee, it's a quarter of it is still running through your system. And you best believe it affects your sleep. So many people try telling me caffeine doesn't affect their sleep. It does. You might fall asleep, but it'll affect the quality of your sleep. And then when you wake up, you won't feel as rested. So guess what? You'll grab more caffeine. It just becomes a a cycle. Like I said, the lifestyle we live is not really conducive to actually aiding our circadian rhythm sometimes. So we have to make sure we're doing the right things here. So no caffeine. 12 past like 12 to 2 p.m and you'll actually get a better sleep your circadian rhythm will be more naturally functioning and optimized and for me i intermittent fast so i when it comes back to the food thing i really try to make sure i stay consistent with when i eat so my body knows i, I eat at regular times most of the time so my body knows when it when to expect to be digesting food So yeah, those are some tips on timely eating. So important for optimizing your rhythm here. Number four is exercise. So, I mean, like we need another reason to exercise, right? There's so many reasons to exercise. I'll be promoting that till I die (laughs) because especially on this podcast, because it's so important to do. Now, what you want to do is exercise earlier in the day. That'll result in you getting tired when it comes to the nighttime. And then you'll want to get up earlier because you'll want to go to bed earlier. And working out later in the night will do the opposite. So try to work out earlier. But at the end of the day, just try to make sure it's routinely done and consistent. That's like the, the main takeaway from this podcast is what you do. Let it be a routine and consistent so your body knows what to expect. So all these different things are just part of optimizing your circadian rhythm. But the more consistent you are with them, the more you're really, really connecting with your body's natural built-in clock. Number five is sleep hygiene, something we've kind of danced around in this episode here. And I actually made an entire lecture that I got to give to a group of people. It's on my Patreon. So if, you, if, you, if you're on the Patreon, you have access to this full lecture I did. I did a whole lecture called More Sleep, More Life. I talked about sleep. I promoted it. And it was such a great learning experience. I'll give you one little takeaway from this episode that has to do with our circadian rhythm here, right? So HGH hormone, it's called the human growth hormone. Its production happens when we sleep. Most of it is produced when we're sleeping and it helps us stay vibrant and be and look younger. Now, most of it gets secreted at a certain time of the night when we go to bed from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So if you're the type of person to sleep at 2 a.m. and you wake up at maybe nine or 10, so you get eight hours of sleep, you missed most of the HGH production that you could have got because you went to bed later. So that's to say you should be sleeping soon after sunset. That's going to give you the most recovering and HGH production type sleep. So you should be sleeping soon after sunset. And in winter, that's sooner. So you can sleep anytime from like 8, 9 p.m. The sun is definitely set by then. And in the summer, it's a little bit later than that. So maybe 9 or 10 p.m. or later you'd want to sleep. 
and this boosts our natural cortisol levels and it'll become easier to wake up earlier, easier to wake up quickly. So yeah, you kind of want to try to sleep a little bit after sunset. The people who go to bed early and wake up early benefit so much. There's so many ways we benefit from waking up earlier and going to bed earlier. I could talk about that for 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 like a whole 30 minutes, but that's all I'll say about that is learn about sleep hygiene, uh, HGH production, and try to sleep a little bit after sunset. Number six, the last one here is stress management. So important to learn about which areas of our life bring the most potential for stress. Could be our jobs, could be we don't like our jobs, or we have tough things we have to do at our jobs. Could be schoolwork, you know, we're overwhelmed by what we have to do for school and all the work there. Could even be friendships or relationships that stress us out. So become aware of where you get stressed and then, you know, find methods to reduce stress. I'm not going to go into a whole spiel about how to reduce your stress, but just know where it happens and try to reduce it. Because when we have a lot of stress, we're, we're producing a lot of cortisol. And cortisol has an inverse relationship with melatonin. So when you wake up, your body produces a lot of cortisol. And cortisol is not a bad thing. I know it's the stress hormone, as people like to say, but it's actually a good thing because that adrenaline that we produce helps keep us awake, alert. That's why we produce so much when we wake up. So when you have a lot of cortisol, you have a very small amount of melatonin. So if you're stressed out in the middle of the night or in the evening time before you sleep, you're going to have a harder time producing melatonin and then falling asleep and getting a good quality of sleep. Which goes back to the same thing. Get sunlight in the morning and not in the evening time. So you want to make sure you're managing your stress, your cortisol levels are lower at night, and yeah, that'll just help you get more sleep. So make sure you're not as stressed this lifestyle this society that we live in guys it's always stressing us i know but hey stress management is going to help your circadian rhythm balance out for sure so that was six ways to optimize your circadian rhythm know yourself and your and your natural rhythm timely exposure to light timely eating exercise sleep hygiene and stress management so i hope uh, this episode helped you hope you learned a thing or two And I hope you're going to be considering your natural circadian rhythm because I promise you this is something we need to focus on right now. We need to. I want all of y'all to be learning to optimize it. I'm learning things all the time too. I I don't have a perfect circadian rhythm. I know that. But I'm always looking for ways to improve my natural body's clock so that I can get the most benefits out of it. And I just wanted to extend these tips and methods to y'all today so if you got any value from it you already know what to do share the episode with somebody that you think could benefit from this and let me know if you liked it message me at vibingoutwt i love connecting with y'all so much because honestly it's just that's the whole point of the podcast is to connect with y'all grow and learn together so thank you so much for being here we have one more episode this week it's coming out on saturday on our soul saturdays and it's going to be probably the most one of the most personal episodes i've made to date i went through such a big change recently and i want to share with you so be ready for that episode coming out this saturday and until then have a good day all right i'll I'll, I'll see you guys later i'll talk to you next time 
This has been Vibing Out with Texany. I'm your host, Texany, a.k.a. Mr. World Vibe, and I'm signing out. Peace.